Welcome back to Next Scene Podcast, podcast taking on pop culture one scene at a time. Once again, I'm your host, Sean German, and with us, as always, is my co-host, Brian German. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome back, Brian. Thanks for joining us. And yes, yes. with us today, we have a um, very special guest, friend to uh, one and all. It's Dave Palace. Yo, I'm here, and I'm glad I forced these two to put this movie on today. Yeah, yeah. So, harkening back to uh, a theme of seasons past, is kind of guest choice. This was a, a film that Dave lightly suggested that I might want to check out, and I did, and I watched it, and I enjoyed it. And that film is the 1991 Shane Black written, Tony Scott directed, Bruce Willis starring The Last Boy Scout. And Friday night yes. is a great night for football. <laughs> and then you got to play a clip here. You stop and then you got to play the clip. So then Travis knows what I'm talking about because I sent the clip to him. He didn't know what I was talking about. He's like, what is this song? I was like, you'll know. You'll know. It's, yeah. It's Friday night. Is if They know, they know. Yeah. So last Boy Scout, um, I'll, I'll just I'll start off with with our histories with this film. I just saw this like two, three weeks ago for the first time. And we uh, could edit that part out. We could edit that part out. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I liked it. I enjoyed it very much. I think it's got a lot to go for it. We'll, we'll get into the details. But uh, yeah, I don't know how, you know, somehow I missed this. I think maybe I got it confused with um What's the Oliver Stone Al Pacino football movie? Oh God, is it uh, any like, given uh, Sunday? Any any given Sunday? Yeah, That's, yeah. You got confused with that? I don't know. It's just like it was a football movie. I I could I could see people who saw this from like clips of it. They think it's an actual football movie, which is clearly not. This is a, like a, a neo detective yeah. noir storyline <laughs> about football, around football. Exactly. I mean, isn't that essentially what's happening now is like there's all the like, I don't know how it is state by state, but like at least in this area, there's all these like online sports betting, you know, sites where you like get to be like a certain state, you have to be of a certain state well, yeah. to sign in yes. yeah. and then it's like you can sports bet. Yeah, well, we can we, we'll, we'll get into that. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm the newcomer. I just saw guy. this movie for the the first time recently. Yeah, you know. So Brian, what what's your history with the All last right, Boy so this is this is how it got. This is the perfect time. I was 11 years old, 12 years old, 91, 92, watching this movie. I mean, this is just like this is the Bible. This is how I walked around talking and acting. <laughs> the Last Boy Scout. I mean, it's just, it had so many great one. I mean, everything's a one-liner. I'm not even sure there is much dialogue other than one-liners. <laughs> I mean, Damon Wayans, I was a huge Damon Wayans fan, huge Bruce Willis fan. It just, I think it really did. And I know, Sean, you and I talked about this. Uh, we could bring it up now again. Being, being 12, 13, 11, 12, 13, I think it hits differently. Now, Dave, you're, you're a bit younger, so I'd be interested to see what you thought of it. But it hit me at the right time. I obviously did. I did not see this as a kid. I think I probably saw this. I'm going to say maybe around 10 years ago because I, you know what I is? I'll say this. I saw this when, after I found out about, I, after kiss, kiss, bang, bang, it's like, I watched Okay. and I think I, I don't even know how I ran into kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Like, it's so funny. Like, like so that movie came out in like, what I think 2007 It's about a year or two before Iron Man. So it's right, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Coming back. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know. How I stumbled into Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's so funny. Like, was I at a video store? Was I at uh, a DVD store? I don't know. But, like, I pick up Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I love him. I'm like, oh, my God. I love this type of, like, right. He's like, oh, for the guy with Lethal Weapon. Well, I like Lethal Weapon. And and then I go, like, and that's why I started learning about, like, Shane Black was, like, as this writer. I go, oh, wow. Like, this guy's been, like, writing for decades. And, like, this mm -hmm. is his first directed movie. And then I start going back. I'm like, what do you write? And then, like, you know, I'm, I'm already diehard fan. So it's just, like. Well, he did a movie with like Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis. I gotta check this out. And then I watch it. I go, this is like I think it was. All right, I know the exact moment I went. Oh, I love this movie. I think like where I was. It's the scene. It's that scene in the in the street after they shoot Halle Berry, 
and he's running down and he's just got the two guns and he's just blasting the uh-huh. guys while Great. David Wayne is like high behind the car. And the guys just get blasted and stuff. And the, the guy gets pinned uh, by the car. And I go, I, I'm in love with this. Don't swear. Good movie. Like, I'm just, I gotta love it. <laughs> and then, like, and then, like, it's like, and then, like, I, I, and then, uh, yeah, like, I think I must have probably, I don't know if I, I'm pretty sure I bought this used. I probably bought this like a used. Because I remember during my college days, there would be guys who were like just having box of used DVDs and used uh, CDs, lightly used, but it was like five bucks for a CD and like eight bucks for a DVD. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I was just like perusing through it. And I bet you I, that's how my, my the disc I currently have is probably that one. I then rebought this on. Uh, it was a Blu-ray combo pack between it was it's uh, Last Boy Scout, Last Man Standing on one Blu-ray. Uh, another mm-hmm. Bruce, another Bruce Willis, a uh, Western Bruce Willis. But yeah, like this movie is just like, yeah, it's one liners, it's quips and yeah. it's, and it's, it's lethal weapon. It's this, it's kiss, kiss, bang, bang. It's the nice guys. It's like, he knows he's doing the same type of story mm-hmm. Two broken guys who are like jerks to each other. And then like, then start working together. And it's like, mm-hmm. he's like, he can tell the same, he's essentially telling the same bit, but I love it every time. Yeah. But what, you know what's what's great about this though is Damon Wayne's that, that his character is like alpha male football star, you know, God's gift walking the earth, and yet he can't his own girlfriend is like, you know what, you can't really help me here. I'm gonna hire this drunk to protect me because you really can't do it. I, I just I like I like how they did that, like kind of chopping him down. You know, Damon Wayne's in any he could be without any of that, he could have been the action star. But I like how they just kind of, you just see that he may not be uh, as tough or as, as he's portrayed in, you know, from his football days. Yeah. I am. I'm almost, well, I'm curious. I, I in, in the storyline, I mean, how do I mean, how we go over the plot? Because like, technically she originally hired, uh, was his Matt. She originally hires Matt. So Mike, true. Mike, not Matt. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah. So she hires Mike and then Mike passes her, her off to, to, uh, to Joe, Joe. So, it, it, it but, but yeah, it's a, it, it's like I, lo- I love this idea that this Joe Hollenbeck is like, you know, he looks at first place as a bum, but he's like ex Secret Service, and he could, he's like, no, everyone underestimates him, and then he like hits him with like a, a a haymaker, no one like no one saw coming. He's got like this like this bum strength that no one like. Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah, he. Well, but, he- and he kind of plays into that. He kind of, you know, he he doesn't clean up. You know, he he kind of works that angle. Like, I'm going to look like a bum. And, you know, everyone thinks I'm kind of a drunk and sleepwalking yeah. through life. But then he's he's got some skills. I will. I'm not going to compare him to Columbo. But it's definitely like this idea of <laughs> I let them perceive me, but I'm thinking yeah. of things. Like, I'm I'm thinking through the things. But I've let people perceive me as I'm nothing more than just a, a, a yeah, yeah. A, a buffoon. Yeah, yeah. What it, I really like is you kind of you kind of stole my thought, my 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 thunder, my thinking on this, and I guess it just shows I'm right. You know, I'm kind of on the right track as this being like a neo noir. Like really, that's why it kind of struck me. And I think if I'd seen this when it first came out, I don't know if I would appreciate it as as much. I mean, I kind of I. I might have liked it. Oh, like, oh, it's action. It's Damon Wayans, Bruce Willis. There's guns and strippers and stuff like, oh, it's great. Where I think now I have more appreciation of Maltese Falcon and Double Indemnity and and Dark Voyage, like kind of the classic L.A. noir stuff. And now I can see like this borrows a lot. Like this has a lot of the classic, you know, classic film noir aspects to it that I can really appreciate. So, I mean, that kind of like I think it's, it's better that I see it now for the first time that I have appreciation for the older movies that I can see that, the you know, those aspects that Shane Black is putting into, into it. And Shane Black, he does not, he, he shows a real, uh, not just a grit to LA, but mm-hmm. almost like a, like he absolutely hates it at the same time. He does. A, I, I see him perfect his yeah. work in the nice guys where like the first shot of Hollywood is from the back of the Hollywood sign. And you see the graffiti mm-hmm. and you see like, how like it doesn't look as it's it's not the clean cut isn't Hollywood land beautiful it's this disgusting look and he he does the same thing here with with, with football whereas I mean like I I can't remember what football was in the early 90s but now like I I see this as 
I don't know if I see it as the dawn of what we have now of football, where just everything feels very corporate yeah. and very controlled. It doesn't feel like it's about like teams and peep and and fans and rallies. It just feels like the corporate thing of making the money and you know that that Jimmy Hinsett about the stats and and that like it's all just that's how the money is it's in this gambling. That's what like yeah. And let me just say what a pleasure it is to watch a film about L.A that doesn't eventually boil down to a land deal. Like at the end where they're like, <laughs> oh, this is, it's all about legalized gambling. Like that's the big thing. The guy's going to, yeah. you know, bribe a Senator to, to legalize gambling and make a lot of money. Like, yeah. oh my God, I wanted, if, if Shane Black was sitting next to me on the couch, the first time I watched this, <laughs> I would have kissed him right on the mouth just yeah. to have like an LA movie that doesn't end up as, you know, <laughs> it's not a land deal. It's, it's not Chinatown. Yeah. Yeah. It's not who framed Roger rabbit. It's not, um, it's, you know, that stupid land oh. film. Oh God. Yeah. Into the, <laughs> into night. the night, into the night, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, just that it's, it's something yeah. that's not a land deal. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Something fresh, something original. And it's I gambling. love and, and, and Joe Hollenbeck, he, you know, he, he scares Shelly for a moment when he, when he uh when he 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 faints that he's going to go to the mob right like yeah. Shelly actually gets scared because he realizes that is a legit threat he's mm -hmm. been trying to do this without without Vegas finding out that he's doing it he's trying right. to like get this whole gambling commission uh under his pocket I, I you know it. back to yeah no, no, I was going to say with the with the football thing back. I mean, yes, now gambling has become huge, and I think the NFL is like just making deals left and right with like DraftKings and whatnot. But back back then, I mean, I like how they start with the song that it looks like the the Monday Night Football, you know, mm -hmm. family. You know, this this is time for football, and then it just cuts. It's pouring. It's like blue. It's the blue haze. It's dark. People are getting hurt. I mean, yeah. obviously, he runs the guy shooting people down the field. I just like how they yeah. flipped it. It's like, oh, yeah, we love football. This is going to be great. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. This game is not what we've been watching on TV. Yeah, because I mean, at this point, like early 90s, it was the Cowboys, Michael Irvin, um, you know, like cocaine and drugs were a big, big concern. Of course, gambling, you know, Fan online fantasy didn't exist. Gambling was a big no-no to you know any kind of involvement with professional sports. But yeah, kind of that flip from you know there's the glossy clean MTV video kind of presentation, yeah, right. and then you cut to the field and it's just muddy and dirty and yeah, like you said, yeah. people getting hurt and shot. <laughs> I mean, literally getting shot on the field. Like yeah. I mean, they talk about how bad football is like for the players. Right. I, I just found it interesting watching it today with that scene. Yeah. Now that is is like technically is is that like within it like do they have a rule that says you can't shoot people? I think it's actually a law. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean a yeah. law. Like after the game, obviously <laughs> you'd be arrested, but like like could the would the ref throw a flag? Like what's the ruling on that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Yeah. And, and let's, let's, let's not shy away from that. That's, that's Billy Blanks of Tybo uh, exercise fame. That's right. Right. The, the yeah. Tybo guy, Billy. There are a lot of people in this film. You know, we, you, you talked about Bruce Willis. We mentioned Damon Wayans, which is like, this is like a big breakout thing because he had been. Um, Did you do Blank like, Just Man? looking at his movies, like Holly, he had done like Hollywood Shuffle okay. and Earth Girls Are Easy. Um, I'm going to get you sucker. And then like, um, you know, he did a voice and look who's talking to. I don't remember who he was in that. He's, you know, voice of some baby probably, you know, mm -hmm. and then he does this where it's like, yeah, hard, gritty, painkiller, addicted, gambling uh, quarterback. And just like, to be clear, when I watched it at like 12 years old, yeah, I wasn't like, oh, what a great neo-noir this, noir this is. It mm -hmm. was cursing one-liners and heavy action. Right, so right. that's that's what I like then. But I, I agree with you. Watching it now, you can pick up on uh, yeah. some more things. Yeah. And I just want to run down like some of the other people. So Halle Berry is sort of the, the femme fatale, uh, Damon Wayans' girlfriend, and Bruce Willis is the, the client he's supposed to be protecting. Uh, Kim Coates, who I think most people, or at least I know as Tig from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. He's in there as a bad guy. Um, our old friend, uh, Rick Ducumin. Yeah, Rick uh, is in there. Has a little bit part. It's uh, it's Gus from Groundhog Day uh, shows up as well. I thought that oh, was God. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the uh, yeah, like the the 
possible like yeah the rich just the rich guy he's just, like, just yeah. the rich guy by the pool the rich guy with a pool that they you know they end up crashing a car yeah. into his pool like i'm like oh hey i know that guy and then the great like he's one of the great like oh it's that guy kind of guys taylor negron whose name i can never remember but every time i see uh, him who was yeah you know, your fast times at Ridgemont High, Easy Money. He was the mailman in Better Off Dead. He was in Nothing But Trouble, another great film. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and playing like I mean, and those are mostly comedies that I just listed are all comedies. Yeah. He's kind of playing against type. He's like a hitman, assassin type in this. Yeah, he's very um, old. Yeah, really good. So really, really good cast. I mean, I enjoyed that a lot. You know, I I like I watching it again to the other day. Chelsea Field playing uh, Sarah Hollenbeck, like Joe's mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. I, I I was like, wow, I really like this actress. And like I went through IMDb and like nothing that she else was in like really jumped out at me that like I, I recognized her from. But like, I mean, she's just playing like, you know, wife mm-hmm. in this. But I really I really liked her. And I'm I'm kind of like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like I just wanted more of them in a sequel. I don't know what I wanted, but I really, I don't know. It's just like <sighs> she seemed like a, she seemed like a you know a, a sad realist with with the uh, joe you know mm-hmm. that she just, yeah they, they're arguing and she she's arguing about how she wants an argument but that's it, right like that's the, I, we're, i'm kind yeah. of getting here like she wants like to th- th- know that he actually cares but he's just like he's very like dead inside when he talks yeah to it's just one-liners again when he's when she says it <laughs> yeah he just spits out one-liners that's all he yeah does. no but that that's a good observation like yeah she wants to know that he cares enough to put up a fight and then he's just you know he's 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 tired. He's old. He doesn't want to fight. But that's a you know it's a small part, but it's really important because like one of the classic noir things is, at least in my mind, is like there's like the double crossing partner kind of yeah. thing. And I think of like um, in like Maltese Falcon, where Spade's partner is like the first you know the thing that kind of kicks off the movie. The partner gets killed, and we hear like Spade's inner monologue. I think it's I think he's just talking to himself where he's like you know, a, a guy's supposed to care when his partner dies kind of thing. Like, so that's kind of a classic trope in my mind. And then we, you know, we turn out that, I guess it's not really the, I guess he's not really a partner, but kind of, he's the guy that refers, kind of gets uh, Joe the job, kind of refers Halle Berry as a client. Yeah. And then it turns out he's having an affair with his wife. So that's, it's kind of a key part where it's like, you got to believe like that he cares enough about the wife to care that she's having an affair and, you know, it's a small part, but she's got to, you know, she's got to bring enough that we kind of buy into the relationship. And I think she does it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Field in that in that she's small great. part brings it. Yeah. I think everyone brings it. Well, except eh, I don't know. We get, like, yeah, maybe a little bit later, like if we can get into uh, negatives or anything we didn't like about the film. Um, like, Cause for me, the one thing was like Damon Wayans was, eh, I think kind of the, the weak link in that cast. Um. Well, we can, you know, maybe, it's, we can maybe, you know, we'll see how if there's time, maybe we can get into that later. We we can kind of concentrate on the positive for now. I Yeah, OK. All right. That killed that kill the vibe. No, no, I'm actually I'm actually I under, I understand we weak link in the sense that like his character is an, another person who doesn't really have a direction now. The thing that he worked so hard to have a family and like mm-hmm. this career is gone. Both are gone. And and so, yeah, he's just kind of moving through life with just with, dealing with like actual like actual physical pain, mm-hmm. anguish. He's got his, his drug addiction. I guess I guess yeah, he he, you know, he, he latches on to Joe and the detectives. I think he's just kind of like he wants to apply himself to something. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess he's like he's so the actor, Damon Wayans, he's like 30, 31 which kind of makes sense. Like that's how old the character should be. If someone who was kind of just, um, you know, just kind of getting into their prime, which for a quarterback would have been, you know, kind of takes a while to learn that position at the pro level. So like really would be hitting his stride around 27, 28. And then the gambling thing, he gets kicked out of the league. And then I guess this is like a, you know, two or three years after he's been out of the league. So yeah, he's about 30, like he's the right age, but um and maybe it's just that everyone else in the cast is so good that I don't know if he really, I feel like the gravitas. Um, now, another thing going back to to the writing in Shane Black is they give him some scenes. So ac- after Halle Berry gets killed, 
they kind of give him some scenes to be sad. Jimmy Dix is, is the character that, that Wayans is playing. Like he's, he's never really to, that sad. He, I, I get the feeling he's supposed to be. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of times in the films, like they just roll over deaths like a little quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't really. And, and the, I mean, like this doesn't really fit the you know genre talking about like detective stories or film noir stuff. But I think like the, the, the biggest sin in this or the biggest sinner in this area is Star Wars when like Princess Leia sees her whole planet get blown up and like there's no like she, you know, she's kind of bummed, but we never really see like tears in her eyes like yeah. not just her, not, not just not just her father and her family and everything like her whole freaking planet gets blown up yeah, but and she that, kind of gets over hard, it really like, quick like they actually show i mean like like damon wayne's like they actually show him crying like they got when they go to um they go to her apartment to kind of check out i guess like looking for the evidence whatever she has that got her killed and like he's sitting there looking at a picture of them together and like you know the show actual tears in his eyes so they try to you know they try to show some emotion and uh I mean, I thought maybe I missed. I did watch it actually last week, but maybe I missed remembering. I thought they were still punching out one-liners while they're going through the house. I mean, they they are. Yeah, they 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 are. are. To me, I never thought he was that sad. I think he. It's like he. It's almost like he. uh, He's in like a little bit of a uh, leftover drug. He's in a drug phase, whereas like though she was his girlfriend, maybe it's like the anguish of his son is still. Like it's that's still more of a anguish to him. Like he's kind of he was kind of bearing it with drugs, alcohol, and women. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, he's our, our first scene with him is he's with another woman and he's drinking to try to punish himself for the fact that he cheated on Corey when the mm-hmm. when the bartender asks him the last time you drank this bad is when you cheated on Corey. Then he goes pour me another vodka. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I I think he's all yeah. You know you're right. He, he does he does cry looking at the picture. I think he. He does get a little bit more sad when he realizes that, you know, she she wasn't just screwing him. She wasn't just get, taking his money. She actually was working on getting his job mm-hmm. back. Like she actually was doing some stuff on the side. Um, and which is so funny is like at the 41 minute mark, they have the evidence. Mm-hmm. And then they but like because Jay, Shane Black was like, I'm going to give you this this vibe of like, oh, they had the evidence. No, the the, the tape fast forward to tape. <laughs> I I love that. I think it's the best way to show that like they are competent, they get the stuff, but at the same time, bad luck happens. I mm-hmm. think it's better mm-hmm. than just like they lost it. It's 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 more yes. of a it, it it makes sense. You know, he drives a crappy car and fast forward eats the tape. <laughs> and what about this? Everything I don't remember a movie that has this many callbacks. Everything, everything that they show you comes back in some way. That is true. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I, it's 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 no Home Alone. Home Alone's got a ton of callbacks. But all right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Home, <laughs> Home Alone does have a lot too. Maybe maybe this is hey maybe that's part of what it, that didn't really work in this movie. I noticed it. It Home mm-hmm. Alone. I watch and it's like clever. This I felt like wow. I mean, the guy's chewing gum and it comes back. You know, he spit it out on the street and it's this still there. Yeah. I mean, I, I just noticed it a lot more in this movie. I yeah. Think that yeah, uh, oh, oh oh you know my 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 favorite one is definitely Satan Claus. That's something that is <laughs> yeah. brought up in the beginning, and then like you probably would have forgotten it, but at the end, it's one of the last lines of the film, and I I love that line. I I just <laughs> Satan Claus, he's just out there, he's getting Claus. stronger. Yeah, well, even like, and, and it kind of hits early on with with um Jimmy's got the line best arm in the league, so you know it's it's like Chekhov's football. You know he's got to be throwing a football. Before the well, end he of throws the, it at the, the guy in the pool. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So he, yeah, so and then he's got it. The, the end. He's got to throw. Right, right. Know? But yeah, so yeah. First, he throws in the beginning, which also kind of helps win him. Like it kind of shows him like he's he's got a soft spot. Um, right. You know, he's kind of sticking up for one of the women at this you know crazy NFL party, and then at the end, he's uh, you know he's got the best arm in the league. He gets to show. Hey, it could up. I also just just mention they don't make movies like this anymore? Get off my lawn. Yeah, not just they don't make movies like this anymore. I'm not even talking about the language. I'm talking about how like characters are set up. I feel like right. it's it explains characters a lot. I feel like I watch a lot of modern movies and they just are this is a, like a stereotypical or it's a cookie cutter. This is that type of character. I feel like this movie does a good mm. job of no one 
no one feels like a, 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 like just like a, like a one dimensional thing. Um, and I also, yeah, right. I also think it's Tony Scott. And I think, I think Tony Scott was, uh, looking back at it, I realized this guy was ahead of his time when he was doing stuff. I think people were aping mm -hmm. him. I think people were disregarding a lot of his work. And I look back and I go, no, this man was making some legit good films. And I, I brought this up, Sean and, and Brian, I brought this up earlier, uh, before we started, but, uh, yeah, while Halle Berry is, I want to make sure this is in the movie or in our, our podcast when she is shot and the, 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 one of the goons is pinned with his submachine gun, he's shooting. And then Bruce Willis comes up behind him and plugs in the back of the head. Mm -hmm. That is then called back for another Tony Scott film, Deja Vu, Jim Caviezel. He has a submachine gun and he is pinned. And then Denzel shoots into the head. And I, 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 we, I have, I did a little side by side. You can post it and on, uh, on the Facebook group. Or yeah. Something. I'll post it. Yeah. Uh, just I, I, I watching this time went, oh my god, like Tony Scott remembered. He's like, wait a second, I got that car pin thing. I should do that again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I I don't know like if this played, like if, if someone saw this and thought about it and like made stuff happen, but Holly Berry's got this great line where you just kind of lying in bed with 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 Wayans and they're all comfy and everything. She says, if I were a cat, I'd purr. <laughs> and we're like, look, I know you want to, but that movie's just <laughs> can't handle it. Yeah, and then about, what, like 13 years later, she'd yeah. be Catwoman, yep. which I think is underrated. I don't think that movie's that bad. I think I've never seen it. Oh, we all right. There we go. There's that's a that's an episode right there. We got to cover right, that. All right. But uh, yeah, I I saw that. Like I caught that when she says that. Oh, if I was if I were a cat, I'd purr. And I'm like, oh man, cast that. That's a Catwoman line right there. Make that happen. <laughs> Which I'm sure had nothing to do with the casting of that film. But I thought that was interesting. <laughs> they're like huge last Boy Scout fans. <laughs> hey, you never know. Oh, another, right. another little uh, uh, hit back. We haven't talked about Damien, his daughter. But when we uh, really first see her, uh, she's watching Lethal Weapon. Mm. Oh, is that what she's watching? She's watching. She, yeah, oh, she's wow. watching Riggs get tortured by uh, by um, Buscemi. Not Buscemi. Um, what's his name? Gosh darn. Uh, Busey. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Busey. Yeah. When he's getting uh, waterboarded and, and electrocuted by Busey. Oh, wow. She's a little young for that. Oh, but, gotcha. Uh... She's young for that. So I don't, I don't know if it's like they have HBO on in the house and she's just like watching it because I'd be like, you know, or or just like Joe likes the movie and she put the tape in. But yeah, uh, it's definitely, yeah, tell me what, but like, <laughs> like yeah, where she gets her, her language from? Well, A, from her father but and mother, but like B, also from movies. Uh, yeah, B from uh, Shane Black movies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, I missed that. That's a nice little shot out. You know, yeah. I, I think Bruce Willis by the end of this film though, getting the amount of his face looks worse than his uh Detective Hardigan from uh Sin City. Like he's got more cuts and bruises on his face at the end of this film mm -hmm. from the amount of just you know, just horrible things that this movie put him through. <laughs> When I like that, I like that aesthetic where they actually show it because, like, a lot of movies, it's just not believable. Like, guys yeah. just get beat up and, and punched right. left and right, and then they don't show it. Where, yeah, at the end, like, both these guys, yeah, I mean, I, you know, Wayne's doesn't show it so much, but you know, him and, and Bruce Willis both show like yeah. they're beat up, they're bloodied, they kind of you, you, you feel like they've been through it. Um, I mean, I mean, Wade's at the end, he has to push through the pain when mm -hmm. Shelly shoots his hand. And he's like hands wrapped up and he's probably like on full adrenaline. He's like, give me that football. I'm going to, I'm going to make him sit down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. To hit, um, what's his name? Uh, she she uh, Chelsea Ross, Chelsea Ross, the, uh, Senator Baynard. Yeah. Oh, Senator <laughs> Baynard. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a good, oh, yeah. uh, bad, that guy. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, no, I mean, this isn't funny, but like when when Bruce Willis, young Bruce Willis, he goes in. I mean, he's got this girl like chained to the to the shower rod. Oh yeah, what was he doing there? I mean, I mean <laughs> clearly just just torturing. Like that's where he was getting his rocks off. And yeah, him yeah. being the the one Secret Service guy who was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to stand for that. I mean, and again, not to be too nostalgic, but like it, back in the '90s, these movies, that this movie, a bunch of movies back then, they were just balls to the wall yeah yeah well and they always like you see and, and it's not just a shane black thing but there's 
somehow they always manage like there's always a scene in a strip club and they always get you know little extra nudity like actually um i was watching beverly hills cop uh recently like uh, like last week or two weeks ago um haven't seen that in a while and of course there's a scene where like you know eddie murphy's being tailed by the two beverly hills cops and like so he goes to a strip club and then they got to go to the strip club because they're following him and like of course somehow yeah somehow like in the 80s and early 90s like you know we didn't have you know we, we didn't have the internet the way you have it on you know your smartphone today we didn't have instant access to porn all the time so if you could like you know get, get your get your your guys in, a, in an r-rated movie to go to a strip club and get us some nudity they you know that was good for selling <laughs> some tickets yeah Although one thing, like I, one thing I would I would argue, or one issue I had with the script is, so Holly Berry plays a dancer, a mm-hmm. uh, stripper, like so she's a dancer at this club. But Excuse me, we, entertainer. She's an entertainer, Corey. Mm-hmm. But when we first see her, she's serving drinks. And I'm yeah, like, I think, okay, I think... I'm no I'm no expert, but like, yeah. are do do the dancers like serve drinks in between dances, in between entertainments? <laughs> I don't know. That kind of struck me as like, I, yeah, I guess they needed like an excuse for her to go over to the table where Joe's sitting and they're like, oh, well, he'll, she'll just bring him a drink. But I'm like, that kind yeah, of, mm. I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I assume like probably different strip clubs have different rules, but I would, I can't see that being a problem. Like, you know, like just if you're not dancing, you got time. If you're not like on call yet. Mm-hmm. So like, I, and the idea would be like, she could get, you know, you can get extra tips that way. So probably in my mind, probably it's be- the management's probably like it's better this way because I have to technically pay them less because right. they're going to get tips when they strip and they'll get tips when they serve drinks. So they're like basically free waitresses. They don't That's, get paid. I'm serious. Oh, I think right. I mm. think I think that could be <laughs> why. Like this is how Dave. This is why Dave Strip Club always makes more money than mine. Yeah, because I'm just like, <laughs> look, if you ain't stripping, you get your tips when you do the when you serve drinks. Hey. <laughs> I'm right. like, I, I'm I a took character it, right out of the Ozarks or something. Oh, Ozarks, great. But no, I I took it as the strip club's also kind of like a hole in the wall. I, that was the way I saw it more. Yeah, it didn't seem oh, to okay. look fancy to you guys. Yeah. I know. Okay. I, so it's it's the nicer strip clubs that have like dancers and waitresses, where this was like exactly. Okay, so this was just like more blue collar. That okay, you got to yeah, do everything. Just, you're dancing, right. you're serving drinks, you're doing the bar back. You know, you're filling up the ice. Okay. That, 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 then the script's perfect. There you go. We've explained all it all the way. Um, I mean, I don't know, unless you guys, did you have any other, you know, any other issues? So we'll do a, a, a small little segment. We could touch on little things if there was anything you didn't like about the film. It just Unless it was just me. I'm the only, I'm the nitpicker here. All right. I, I think the only like, nitpick I have is obviously some of the language, like the color of it is not great now. And some of these jokes don't mm-hmm. make sense. Like, I don't know what Damon Man- Wayne's means was, which one of you looks like my dick. I don't get that. Like, I don't know what <laughs> Shane Black was trying to like, like they're a bunch of dickheads. I'll say that as much. They're a bunch of dickhead goons. So like, maybe yeah. that's, but some, some of these jokes, like I didn't go and it's, it's like Shane Black knew a line had to be said. And then he like sat there for a day and was like, ah, this is the best I got. But I will say, as time moves on, I think he perfected it because I felt like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang had tighter writing, and I think Nice Guys has his like tightest writing to date. I think he just yeah. was able to. He's like, I got this idea about detectives, and everyone likes to talk one-liners and have little things. And I feel like by the time he got to Nice Guys, I felt like he that that blade had been sharpened and honed so much that I think that's why like. I think, yeah, Nice Guys is still one of the best comedies I've seen in the last few years, where it's just like, there's nothing I regret about it. There's no, like, ah, that didn't work out. I'm like, no, I think it was good. I think he did a great piece on, like, on on, on the porn, on the, the car industry, on Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I think I think mm-hmm. all these movies, he's, like, perfecting that, that story that's in his head. So that's, which is one of the reasons why it's, like, I don't know why his Predator movie was an absolute flop. Like, I mean, you look at it, you know, you see it's a flop. Like, it's not like it's... But it's like, I would love to do a documentary on like what happened. Like, did Fox just go, we need a fourth, qua- a four quadrant family film that also has R rated jokes that is, you know, nostalgia, but also expanded, like, you know, and then they get, it's mm-hmm. like, it just like doesn't make sense. Like, 
the predators want the kid because of autism. Like it doesn't like none of these lines make sense. I go, Shane, I seen you write. Like you could write and make shit work. What is this? So it's the it's the weirdest thing. And I and I really have not like I I I didn't really watch it. I watched clips of it, but I can't watch the whole thing because I'm just like it's bad. Like it's not. I don't call it, it, it. I don't call it a Shane Black movie because like it just doesn't make sense. It does. It's not at all what's going on. I don't know. Iron Man three, great movie. Yeah, Iron Man three, and I think the only thing that hurts Iron Man three is the fact that Iron Man still has to happen. Like the Avengers still has to happen. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, yeah, yeah, the story's the story's done. The story's done with him there. Yeah, and then they're like, but we have Avengers, and then so it kind of undoes a lot of the work that Shane had set up there. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, exactly. If you watch the extended international edition, there's actually an extra five minutes. It's a little weird. I don't care for it. He actually, actually, they, they they go to China because you know they want to get that Chinese money. Go to mm-hmm. China, then they he sees this like famous Chinese doctor who then removes the problem in his heart. And like he's fine. He wears the the power core, but it's not like a health problem anymore. And yeah. it's like, well, even and so the Chinese version, they had him actually go to like China and but the the point is that like, yeah, like he wraps up Tony Stark's storyline, but because he has no Marvel, reason to be Iron Man after three. He has no reason. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's but then he's like, Oh, I don't have suits. And then he's like, by the way, I'll make Avengers uh robots <laughs> that'll then become Ultron. So that's right. what hurts Iron Man three for me is the fact that like it doesn't actually make much of an impact. It feels like later in in, in the Avengers storyline. Yeah, but I mean, getting back to this movie, uh, I don't know the weaknesses. That I, I I don't see much to it that's weak. I mean, honestly, I I like the dynamic between the two of them and the one liners. But again, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really tainted by when I saw it, how I saw it. Um, I could watch. I could watch them going around just making quips all day. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know people have posted about this, but like seriously, like I really would like there to be more detective stories. I, you know, we we keep talking about on Facebook how like oh we would love to have a, a new Columbo type character, you know, who's going after these big guys. And like the last, I'm trying to think. Like you have you have you know Shane Black's detective movies. You have Brick by Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Now the the Knives Out is fine, but Knives Out is more of just like a murder mystery. It's not really a detective story. That's a good movie, yeah. though. That's it's a good, good movie. movie. I'm not it's saying good. it's a bad movie. What I'm saying is that like it, I don't consider it in this type type of type of genre. I think it's its own thing. Like right. I put I put Knives Out in the same spot I would put Murder on the Orient Express. That's exactly. A different I was going to say of, yeah, it's more like an different. Agatha Christie yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it is. It doesn't feel it does feel like Ryan Johnson's like I want to do my own Agatha Christie. I want to make my own you know, silly character that, you know, solves the crazy story. And mm-hmm. the, the audience knows more than everyone that does at the beginning. So yeah. that's a different thing. But like when he, when Ryan Johnson did brick, Ryan Johnson's like, I'm going to do the neo-noir, but I've got to set it in a high school. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very, it's very, cause he has J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt acting like he's out of a noir and everyone has one liners and all the, the gangsters and cliques of the high school. It's like, I don't. I really wish we just got more of these. I, like I said, since Nice Guys, we have not had. That was 2016. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like we've gone five years without like, at least no one's brought this to my attention. A really fun like detective story where they they take down the the big rich guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really. Le- the, the last Bad Boys. I'm not gonna. Boys knock, I'm not gonna knock Bad Boys. I'm not gonna knock Bad Boys. I have not seen Bad Boys for Life. Oh, but, it's great. You you would love it. No, I no. I, I've heard. I've heard like. It's good, and I, I guess yeah, like it's gotta be stream. You know, obviously streaming at this point, but oh yeah, yeah. But um, I guess that's action movie. I didn't see it as a detective as much as I see it as an action because mm-hmm. like you know, Bad Boys Two was right. such a Michael Bay blowout. Like it just yeah, every, he threw everything in that film. We got everything you <laughs> could possibly want. So I don't see it the same way as this, where this is no, there's action, there's explosions, a like gunfire. It still feels like you know you want to hang on to every word. Whereas like Bad Boys, it's a lot of like bad guy drugs, you know. Uh, 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 Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, make a one. Ha! You know, it's just like it's just them goofing off doing action. I or I see mm-hmm. this is like them try to piece together. They're they're always on the back foot. More sto- yeah, more story. A little more story at least. Yeah, but I really like you know this kind of story and the way all the kind of everything comes in. Like so, why it is 
you know, why, yeah, why does Mike refer this case to Joe? What's the connection between you got the, you know, you got the senator guy, you got the owner of the football team, like what's the connection and, and the whole, yeah, the detective aspect, the way it comes together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I, th- there should be more films like this. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think the idea is that Mike, Mike had suspicion that, that it was a, a dangerous job. Mm-hmm. So rather than stop it, he pushes it on. My my idea was he was going to push it on to Joe and then see if Joe gets killed. Like kind of like watch it from a distance to see like if right. that was a dangerous job or not. I don't know. Because I'm always curious to that. Like, what did Joe know beforehand? Or is yeah, he found I kinda, the job too small? I don't know. Yeah, I kind of wonder. So they kind of say like, or they, you know, they kind of hypothesize, oh, Mike gave this to Joe. So Joe gets killed and Mike gets yeah. the wife, which is like, well, one, that doesn't really work because the whole thing of the affair is like, you kind of have the best of both worlds. Like, oh, we get to fool around. I get to have sex with this woman, but I don't have to pay her bills. You know, I don't have to spend all my time with her. I don't have to yeah. listen to her complain and everything. So, like, I don't know if he necessarily wants Joe out of the picture. And then, like, I don't like, so no one knows. And, and maybe, maybe it, you know, Mike gets blown up kind of early on. So we don't know what he knew. But like no one knows really what this picture means. So, uh, you know, a part of the evidence, you know, they got the tape that gets eaten up, but then they also have a picture that they're like, they're not of, you know, they're not quite sure, you know, what what it means, why this is incriminating, why someone might get killed over it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess. And we never really get to talk to um, to Corey about it either. No. So we, we we never really know what what they know. They certainly didn't. She didn't tell, you know. Corey didn't tell Joe, and Mike didn't tell Joe. Like they don't really say why. They just say, "Oh, can you kind of follow this woman and and you know kind of be a protector? Or just yeah. you know make sure." But she's again, I, I I just find it like I mean not to be like super. You know, I I hate looking for like all the like plot well quote unquote plot mm-hmm. holes. It's like it's just you know he did it. He gave it to him. It gets the story going, and that's yeah. it. Well, no, and I, I'm, yeah, he might just see it as small potatoes. Like Mike's like, this job is way is small for me. I don't care. So I got other things that are more cool on my plate. I'll give mm-hmm. the, yeah. the the yeah. the entertainer who needs a bodyguard. I'll give that to Joe. Yeah. Well, not and I don't even mean it as a plot hole. I'm just kind of curious that, you know, so there's characters that I that die before we can really hear from them. And we kind of wonder, like, do they know how much do they know? Obviously, Corey knows more. Then she's telling, did you know what did Mike know? And you know, I don't know if it was really a plot all kind of adds to the mystery of like and so you know, who had a scene when he doesn't with, with it Mike. Doesn't, well, it doesn't sound so like you, when he offers it. Sorry, I just want to say when he when he kind of refers the the job to Joe and he says it's five hundred dollars, and I'm like, and, and maybe it's just inflation that this is 30 years later. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a lot of money. Yeah. So maybe he's Hey, five hundred dollars is five hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, because maybe he knows, you know, (laughs) he knows Joe is desperate, and will, you know, he can give it to him cheap, and maybe he's kind of, you know, like like slow playing it. You know, if he calls up Joe and says, "I got this job, it's five thousand dollars," Joe's going to be like, you know, the radar's going to go off. Like, okay, big money means big trouble. Oh, if it's five hundred dollars, then maybe it's oh, then I'm just tailing this, you know, this stripper has a an ex-boyfriend who's going to try to beat her up and, you know, it's no big thing. It's not it's not hitmen with automatic weapons and stuff. You know, like he he purposely kind of sells it low so that Joe doesn't ask, d- doesn't ask questions and doesn't think it's that serious. And, and yeah, we don't, and you said, we don't tell, no, Corey told Mike mm-hmm. that, you know, the reason I need protection is because I'm trying to put together this, package for for dame you know for 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 jimmy so he right. gets his job back mm-hmm. so it's like i think she worried if she tells mike he could possibly go to sheldon and sell the information to sheldon for a bigger cut right so she'll get she'll give mike five hundred dollars whereas he'll go oh okay he'll go to sheldon if he ever knew the the real information he'll go yeah. i'll sell it to you for two grand and you know and we don't know if mike was actually trying to play both sides or maybe he he talked to Sheldon and Sheldon's like, yeah, I'll think about it. Then he calls up, he calls up Taylor Negron. And he's like, yeah, just kill him. I'm not paying his money. <laughs> just put a bomb on his car. I'm not, I'm not, it's cheaper to kill him. Yeah. Um, so we don't, we don't know how much, you know, it's such a big deal to Sheldon. Yet, like 
he you know the, the fact he'll like i'll just i need to i'll kill people rather than get them involved in my yeah. in my my deal what i and, that, and it makes me kind of wonder are there more clues into what you know what these characters knew and when so i've i've seen the film twice at this point and i can like see it it having like rewatchability you, you know watching it the second time i got i got yeah. um you know the first time was just all right let me watch it and then the second time was like, all right, we're going to be talking about on the podcast. I'm taking notes. But like, so I definitely like noticed more things because I'm I'm taking notes as I'm going along. But like, I definitely feel like this is something that would stand up to to multiple viewings. And I feel like maybe there's more in there. Maybe there are answers to these questions about Mike and Corey and these other characters and what they knew and kind of other things that, you know, you know, what other plots were kind of going on that, that we don't know about. Cause yeah, I mean, there's that line about, Oh, you know, and I, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's Jimmy that says it to Joe, like, Oh, Mike gave you this, you know, gave you the job to try to get you killed. And like, I think that's a throwaway. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but maybe he's onto something. Like I kind of want to like dig in and kind of, you know, kind of pick it apart and see, you know, see there, maybe there's, there's more mysteries there that haven't been solved. There's more detective work left to do here. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, just to show like that, the, the quality of the writing in the film that like, yeah. you know, I mean, normally I watch a film once and I'm like, all right, that's, you know, I'm, I never need to see that again, but like yeah. watching And I think that's one of the things that's a sign, like a sign of a really mm-hmm. good film is like, the more you watch it, the more you want to watch it. Like you don't get tired. Of oh it. yeah. Like, so, and like, this is something like the second viewing, like after the first viewing, I'm like, all right, that was good. After the second viewing, I'm like, all right, when can I watch this again? Yes. Kind of yeah. I, so I, I really got into it. I think, I, yeah, I think, I think maybe because how and Shane black wrote this film, I'm not saying there's deleted scenes, but I'm saying that mm-hmm. they might have wrote a, a, like, a, like, like Shane might have actually wrote a timeline. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're not going to show the whole timeline to the audience. We're going to pick the select parts that are definitely mandatory for the movie to be made. But it's kind of like if you played like a Dungeons and Dragons game, your dungeon master is not going to tell you every quest line he created. He's only going to like show you the, 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 you know, just the, the surface level things. You know, there's like a cave. You got to go in the cave and you don't know the history about the cave. Mm-hmm. If you investigate it, you maybe you'll find it. But it's just like just enough to get you interested. And if you, if you, if, and if your character's, Research more, you'll get it more inch, but you'll still never see the whole iceberg. You'll still never see the whole image. And I feel like that's that's probably what happened in the story. Like he had ideas, he wrote them, and he goes, "And we're not going to show. We're we're it, it exists in a way, but these you know, but like the audience will never know the whole storyline. They will never know what Corey and Mike you know talked about in their first meeting." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I could see where you're coming from, Sean, with knowing. I don't. I, to me, that doesn't interest me. I like okay. the movie how it is. Yeah. And like to have a scene where he's explaining, like this is why I'm going to give it to Joe. I yeah. I just wouldn't care for it. Oh no, no, and I I agree. I'm I'm just wondering because I like to wonder. But I agree. Yeah. yeah. If they if if we actually had that scene, it probably would it wouldn't work. I I kind right. of agree. I'm kind of glad. Like I'm just you know I'm asking questions because I like to ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand. I mean, like, no, I, I don't know this. I don't know how Metacritic works, but this is 52. And I go, I think that's honestly like really low for this. I think mm-hmm. this like seven out of 10 on IMDb. I'm like, yeah, that's a fine. This is a fine seven. You're swimming in sevens. Like that's a fine seven yeah. film. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Metacritic. I don't know if people are just like, oh, I didn't like the language or it's too violent. I'm not sure if that's what the reason is back then. But Oh man, it, 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 it makes me, yeah, it makes me sad. I just we don't have too much of it. And gosh, other than apparently Doc Savage. Yeah. Shane Black is not really working on anything right now. Yeah. I'm kind of Savage. I, they they have the rock attached to it. I'm like, sure. It's the rock. Like maybe it is true. Yeah. that I, I saw that. I hadn't heard about it until researching, you know, kind of looking up for the podcast. So, yeah. What, you know, what, what Shane Black got going on? And then I see Doc Savage, and I'm really interested. And then I see Dwayne Johnson, and I'm like, "Yeah." And then it's like, okay, I know exactly what it's going to be. I don't even need to see it. They don't even need to shoot it at this point. I know exactly what it's going to be. And I think that's uh, yeah. I think that's what kind of bores me a bit is the fact that like it's Doc Savage and The Rock is big, and I'm like, what? You know, I know we're off topic at this point, but for just a story perspective, (laughs) it's like 
The Rock has been big for a long time, and I feel mm-hmm. like the, between the Fast and Furious movies and it's like we've done every storyline of what can The Rock do being a big guy. Like right. I think that's I love probably, The Rock. Yeah, but he's terrible in these movies. He's terrible. Yeah, as as like a he's as so a, uninteresting. As yeah, as a yeah, it's like he has he has sexless relationships with women. Either he's married or he's with a woman, but there's no tension. Uh, he's adventurous, but he feels unrealistic. He like I I can't see him just sitting down having a beer. Like his characters are always just bigger than larger than life. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't I could I couldn't see him doing like a like like a Brandon Fraser mummy thing. He doesn't feel realistic. Like he's just too big of a guy. Like the fact yeah. that like he looks a, weird. He looks weird. He looks weird. <laughs> the fact that like the he fact does. that both Fast and Furious and the Jumanji movies play up the fact that like. Isn't he big? Isn't that crazy how big this guy is? You know, like the Fast and Furious are like, he's so big, it's satire of a human body. So it's like <laughs> Doc Savage. And like, I looked, it, I guess it's an it's still an independent comic. Like, I was looking at like DC or Marvel ever bought the rights to Doc Savage. It doesn't look... But he's playing Black Adam. He's going to play that too? Uh, that's been in development for like ever. Yeah. They, the, the fact they finally announced that Pierce Brosnan will play the hero... To, to Black Adam being the bad guy is like cool, but at the same time, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm so like I don't know, I'm just getting yeah, I'm getting really done with with the with the Rock being a big yeah. Man. The I, fact that like they had to take his leg to make him realistic in skyscraper, and still he's wrestling guys <laughs> who are still smaller than yeah. him, even though those guys were like muscular guys, and he's even bigger. I was like, there's no threat, like there's no <laughs> threat to the Rock, like yeah. Yeah. It's short of unless you get the guy who played the mountain in Game of Thrones. Like, there's nobody who's like bigger <laughs> than The Rock. It's just yeah, right. So, uh... so is that not? I thought Doc Savage, and I, I don't, I'm not deeply familiar with the character, but I thought it was a Marvel thing. Like, I thought that was going to be part of. It's like, I mean, the, like the Marvel universe. No, I or hope. I, I hope. Travis knows this answer, and he's so mad yeah. that we don't know. He's he's yelling. He's not. Well, he's not listening. Let's, he's not listening. Let's not kid ourselves. He's not even listening. He's not even listening. He's <laughs> no. He's editing another comic book episode. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think it's still independent. But yeah, I guess. Oh, long story short, is that we we need guys who are the the nineties Bruce Willis type and like David mm-hmm. Wayne type, where they're broken men who are like trying to do the one good thing to get, you know, whereas a lot of films, I feel like they make it. Whereas the character isn't that really flawed or he has like a little flaw. Right. Or it's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's like my wife's dead. Like you know, that's it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I totally agree with you. Bruce Willis is great in this. He's, he's perfect. Yeah. At times I feel like Joe Hollenbeck, I could watch more Joe Hollenbeck than I definitely could. Joe Hollenbeck and, and to die hard with a vengeance. So that is the perfect gruff of bruce willis like if we could if i could have mm-hmm. encapsulated him it's that time it's between 91 and 93 i think is the mm-hmm. uh, perfect like amount of bruce willis right i think i think <laughs> avengers i think is 95 yeah 90 that so yeah it's that it's yeah early it's the yeah it, that's just peak the priest bruce willis and just before he got too into his own head yeah i mean imagine the rock playing this role no, he oh. has too much. He has way too many stipulations in his contract where he, I know, he's not going to curse. He's not going to drink. He's not going to smoke. He's not going to have sex. He's not going to like. He's like makes him, which makes him less human. Like I don't. Whatever that Jungle Book movie comes out, and I know it's a Disney movie, so it's, there's not going to be sexual tension between him and Lee, and Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just like I feel like it's just going to be them just screaming as they go down a waterfall or making <laughs> or like, right. whoa, that's a really big crocodile and it's just gonna be that it's just gonna be that and they're just they're gonna be cartoon characters to it so yeah. he, he, at, at, that's what the rock is uh you know that's what i don't know if i told i, don't know if I might have told you guys but never on podcast where it's like i wish the rock was lex luther hear me out because it would have been a great different take on lex luther mm-hmm. where it's like lex luther is the peak you know always like likes the, there's times where lex luther likes to see himself as the peak of humanity So like you see the rock, you go, he's a businessman. He's a bodybuilder. He's like a, like a, like a speech guru where he like gives advice about how to be a better person. But then secretly Mm -hmm. he hates Superman and he wants to like destroy him and stuff. Cause like Superman is just better than Lex Luthor and he's not human, you know, like, like yeah, 
I could see that. I could see that. And it, like, because the idea is like, like Lex Luthor in the rock form could beat up any human and like might be a match for like uh, Bruce Wayne if they went like punch to punch. But it's like, you can't beat Superman. He's Superman. So yeah. it'd be this idea. It's like the rock can't beat Superman, but it, but like he's this bigger. And like I said, like you could play up where like he's everyone loves Lex Luthor. They, they see him as as like Hollywood sees the rock. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do, do they could, but I don't think the rock would ever want to sign up to be like a, an evil parody of himself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that works or even um, reboot fantastic four and have the rock as Dr. Doom. Yeah. Again, that kind of character who's like, you know, doesn't want to destroy the world, but just has kind of that authoritarian take of like, well, I'm, you know, I'm the best human. So shouldn't I be in, you know, shouldn't I be in control? Shouldn't I be in charge because I'm the smartest and I'm the best? And you kind of, you know, so yeah, you know, kind of playing against type, but you know, yeah, have have Rock as the bad guy. I like it. I'm yeah. down. So yeah. like I said, that, that's my that's so, my Dave complains about the Rock corner, you know. But um, yeah, but yeah, kind of so, you know, like why didn't this get talk? We were talking about you know Bruce Willis in in Die Hard, talking about Shane Black doing Lethal Weapon, like all these films that get sequels. You know, and I kind of feel like Joe is kind of like, you know, a Philip Marlowe, Sam Spade type hard-boiled detective. Yeah. I kind of want to see more stories. I can see. uh, see Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that like his daughter, she would grow older and she could be like, you know, more of an, you know, help helping him, you know, she could be like, I feel like Damien would have been, would have gotten more mature and become Mm -hmm. the daughter like in the nice guys. Where it's yeah. like she's more of an adult than they are, right? Um, well, they kind of and they they set it up for that where she kind of you know she she follows um, Jimmy and she kind of gets involved and then she kind of comes up with some stuff and you know, gets, puts the gun yeah. in the in the bear, the, yeah, the, the gun in the puppet in the bear and he <laughs> kind of sneaks it over and yeah, yeah, I mean, great stuff. So yeah, I mean, so as you know, have the daughter grow up and of course you know it'll be like you know like national lampoon's vacation you got to get a different actress in every movie but uh you keep the character going this is great hollywood are you listening exactly uh and and, and like they don't they don't they don't kill the villain like they don't they stop the they kill milo but the villain gets killed by you know just just that funny coincidence of like he was they're just parked right next to shelly's car which is funny like yeah they parked they were able to get a a a spot right next to shelly car (laughs) But yeah. the park next to his car, he gets the wrong briefcase, and that's it. He blows up. And I love the fact that, like, every, like, you know, Joe and Jimmy are laughing, and the wife's like, like, she's like, like, she's looking between <laughs> them, like, a house blew up. Why are we laughing? <laughs> yeah, and that's, and, and it, it's, it's a great ending, kind of the perfect ending to, uh, oh, yeah, to a perfect podcast. There you go. There you go. So, Overall, I mean, I think I think we all recommend the film. Great, great, absolutely. Great film. Yeah, Last I think Boy this is this is a case of we didn't know how good we had it, kind of thing. Where it's like, yeah, oh, definitely detective, definitely. like yeah, detective action movies. We took these for granted back then, as if like they were going to be around the corner every other day. And now we're like, oh, it's another superhero film, <laughs> like another PG thirteen superhero film. Where nothing Absolutely. really happens. <laughs> You're right. You're, that's that's exactly right. So that's you know. Hey, you know what? Ain't life a bitch. <laughs> Ain't life a bitch, man. <laughs> Ain't life a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So up, pal. Just like I love, I love just ending the movie with them just drinking, walking on the sidewalk, <laughs> talking about how they're going to open up an investigation together. Yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah, well, wrapping movie. up. So, so Dave, thanks, thanks for the recommendation of the film. Thanks for joining us to to talk about it. Um, where can folks hear hear more from you? As if they don't already know. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> if they don't know by now. Uh, yeah, I'm still uh, working, finishing up on Five Minutes of Mystery, where I cover the 1999 superhero comedy ensemble Mystery Men uh, in five minute intervals and. Uh, yeah, and then obviously, you know, Sean and I, we, 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 you know, long ago, we wrapped up Groundhog Minute. But, um, yeah, there's always, uh, you know, we, I always got, I'm always guessing somewhere. I'm always, always got my finger on the pulse of, uh, of, of, of all the crazy, like, movies that we all forgot about. So, mm-hmm. 
yeah there's there's always something going on so so listeners you know tune in come on back the next time for the next scene